Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so thrilled to introduce you to not just one guest today, but we have two and Fun bonus, they happen to actually be sisters, which is really cool. So today we have with us Judy Lewis and Deborah Weinstein, who are also recipients of the Canadian Marketing Hall of Fame, which is very exciting. And we have a very exciting announcement to make as well about a new scholarship uh, being launched in their name. Um, so Judy, we're going to start with you. You want to introduce yourself and tell us about um, kind of your origin story. How did you get into the world of marketing, PR, and communications. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Darian, for having us here today. We are really honored by by this and really warms my heart. So uh, my origin story, um, I grew up in Montreal with Deborah as my sister <laughs> in Montreal. Uh, went to McGill University and my first job was actually selling roses all the way through university to support myself. And I worked two to three nights a week to pay for my tuition and my board and everything else. And it was quite amazing because what I learned there is very, very basic customer service and knowing your audience because you really need to know your audience to sell a rose to someone. And while I did that, um, I worked at CBC and Radio Canada International and then worked at CBC as a journalist and, and moved on to a TV show called Thrill of a Lifetime, Tell Us Your Dreams, We Make Them Happen. It was one of CTV's first kind of reality TV shows and um, and really learned a lot about publicity and how important it was to communicate with the media to be able to let them know what you were doing because shows got canceled all the time and we needed to build our audience so we did PR at no charge to the network at all to get the show going um, and then really from there moved on 
started with Deborah doing some public relations on a freelance basis. And suddenly, you know, we had customers. And once you have customers, you decide, well, you know, if I have customers, I must have something here. And therefore, we started strategic objectives. And 40 years later, here we are. That is amazing. And, and Deborah, yourself, tell us about maybe some of the, the highlights you, of that journey to today. You know, I could say ditto to everything that Judy said because our first job working together was at Radio Canada International where I was producer. Um, my first job really is a propagandist because I was in charge of projecting Canada's uh, reputation and image to 13 million audience in North America and the Caribbean back when I was like 24 years old, so it was kind of crazy. And Judy and I began working there. And then we rose up in our different routes through CBC. I became a CBC television reporter, which gave me real insights into how uh, PRs actually wooed and schmoozed the media really big time because they had a big audience, so it was bigger fish for approaching. And by the time we got to producing Thrill of a Lifetime together, Judy and I, we learned um, we learned very quickly that brands really didn't know how to interact well uh, with the media in terms of product placement because we were at the vanguard of reality TV and we had to get a lot of co cooperation from big brands. So free hotels, free airfare, free Harley-Davidson motorcycles, you name it, we were always out there hustling something. And after one year of doing the show, and it became Canada's top-rated produced in Canada show, we knew we had an idea. So after two years of doing that, we thought, aha, what if we went to the brand side and started brokering meaningful relationships that truly engaged their customers. So that's kind of how it all began. We had one desk, two telephones, one typewriter, and we had this big idea. We're going to make news in a totally different way. That's it. That and form the company on no money. And I think that that's important. We really founded the company on our determination and being able to to get customers to pay us for our work because we had no backers. Uh, and and for yourselves, what did that mean? And what was kind of kind of some of the trials or kind of like fears or concerns that came up during that? For myself, I loved the independence. I loved yeah. not having a senior producer or an executive producer or a sponsor or the VP programming at CTV, CBC, you name it, telling us what to do. Here we got to create our own destiny. We got to work with some pretty amazing brands straight off the bat. Marks and Spencer at the body shop, even Frank Stronach at Magda International. And here we were, these, you know, young guys with a big idea and a vision and I guess some really good salesmanship but we managed to pick up some pretty fabulous clients and do really innovative not being done before stuff so 
that helped. And Judy, going back to that time, I need to ask, you look at the shows like Mad Men and kind of that time period. What was it like being a woman-led, woman-owned company back then? And how did you know, how did people look at you? How were you perceived? And maybe what was some of the, the pros and cons? Well, I think naivete is always good. You know, what you don't know doesn't limit you. So that so that was really good. And um, I would say that we joke about the fact that when we came into pub- public relations, we were coming in at a time when the fun was going out of it. Because what we decided is we were not going to market on the concept of going for drinks with journalists. The ladies who did PR back in the olden days were women with big hats, big cigarettes, and and two martini lunches, and they scored a story. What we really wanted to do was market on honest, ethical information. And we really felt that there was a need for companies and executives to learn how to speak to the media and to be authentic and real and truthful without getting into trouble. (laughs) So it was very different. But where I say the naivete came in is while we knew that chauvinism was alive and well, we never let it limit us because what we really found is we were welcomed into the C-suite because we had great information to share. So it was really we were brokering on our brain and our knowledge rather than the fact of being a woman. Now, did we run into weird situations? Were there situations where we we felt uncomfortable because we were women? Yes, but then we just didn't work with those men. So we, you know, as Deborah said, you control your own destiny. When you're in business for yourself, you choose who you want to work with and and you want to work with people that truly respect you for who you are. But you know what? Our origins were working in the media for mainstream media. Um, sexism was just as prevalent, in fact, way more prevalent and acceptable in that milieu. So it wasn't exactly that we had not confronted um, being a woman a working woman in a man's world. But truly, I honestly say, is working as a woman was hugely advantageous, I would say, for both of us at the time, because there were so few women, especially at CBC. I was the first, you know, in my area. And uh, I took it for what it was and and, uh, took advantage of it. And with regard to business, I think, with the clients that we got straight off the bat, what they really appreciated most was our ability to think outside the box and say, whatever, come up with original creative ideas that were engaging. We were talking about engagement and pistol shot precision targeting back in the 80s. Nobody talked about that stuff. This is amazing. Um, I want to take this moment to just let people know um, the Jelly Academy scholarship that helps women get into the uh, marketing space is now been renamed to the Judy Lewis and Deborah Weinstein uh, scholarship. 
which is very exciting, just in honor of the work you've done, the legacy that you uh, have and will continue to have, I think, on this industry. Um, and I just want to say thank you on behalf of everyone, everything that you've done as, as pioneers, everything you've done as advocates, everything you've done as leaders in this industry, and especially for women. You have uh, led the charge in a lot of ways. So thank you. Thank you. And you know that we really are honored, and I think it is been such a part of our success to be able to have mentored and coached and worked together with young women to advance their success in this profession. And I really take that to heart because I think it's so important that that women understand that this is a profession that has great opportunities for them. When we began, PR was pretty much a male-dominated domain. It was all guys, and it was older men, and it was multinational companies. It wasn't like young whippersnappers with a vision. So um, it became... It became a challenge, but then a huge opportunity for us because we were saying, well, we're different. We're not them. And as such, we got to kind of carve our own path and create PR the way we thought it should be done. So Judy speaks of mentoring young women. There were young men along the way. Unfortunately, men don't seem to nowadays be as attracted to our profession, which is problematic because I believe in gender equity on both sides of the fence or all, on all sides all of genders. all of the fences and there should be no fences. But at any rate, it's become kind of a female-dominated profession. Glass ceiling less now. You look even at the big multinationals, they have women CEOs and so forth. So Yahoo! It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Now, uh, Judy, I'm going to start with you and then over to you, Deborah. Judy, tell me about being on the reporter side, one of the, like, the most unique, funny pitches you've got from a PR person pitching you when you were in news. And then, Deborah, I want to hear about when you were on the PR side pitching a reporter and something unique you did that you just remember that was kind of fun. You know, that, that's a hard question because um, – <laughs> There were many PRs that would um, promote to us um, when I was a radio producer at, at CBC Montreal, also CBC Toronto. But pitches back then were like this. Hi, Judy. It's Jane calling. How are you? Did you get my news release? End of pitch. Wow. And it's... And like, was it was it fax so, back then or fa or email or what was the method they would send or mail? It was just telephone and then they would have mailed you the wow. news release. Like actually in the mail so, with a with a stamp. Mail. Wow. Mail. So 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 that's why, you know, that you make jokes about, yeah, I filed it in the round bin because in actual fact it did come in as a hard paper news release. And you were expected to open it, read it, as if it was news. Well, it's not news if it's come through the, through snail mail, right? Wow. And then otherwise it was just telephone and the telephone was, was, was critical. Now, I still believe telephone 
is a very powerful tool. I do believe that in-person connection and getting on the phone and actually talking to people is very powerful in communicating your message rather than just putting it in email because I think email really loses the passion and and the storytelling that you are able to do through just the way we're talking right now. And then for you, Deborah, on the on the flip side, what are some you of know, the like, memorable really pitches? I've really been racking my brains to tell yeah. you the truth because we've launched everything from Oh, my God, like one of the worst assignments is it was um, pitching orgasms for Durexes. Like, it just wasn't my cup of tea. They had this brand slogan about orgasms anyhow. So that was not a highlight of my career. But I think one of my favorites was creating the Guinness Party of Canada, which was back it's long ago, before the days of Facebook, but just before, um, when the client, Guinness, um, wanted to expand their sales beyond the three-week lead-up to St. Patrick's Day. So how are you going to do that? So after really racking our brains, and it was a huge competitive process, um, we knew that it to form a political party in Canada, you need 40,000 people to sign up to get an agenda. And even though the brand was completely unpolitical, we decided we would do it under the banner of their banner, which was good times. So we said, how about if we have the Guinness Party of Canada and we have a unique platform? Let's make St. Patrick's Day a national holiday. Oh, awesome. But guess what? Newfoundland gets it, so should the rest of us. So that was figured out through really good research and so forth. And it was a CRM program. It was designed to capture data, names, users, hard drinkers for Guinness. But when we came up with this amazing platform and people got to vote on it on the website, filling questionnaires that would take you about 25 minutes if people did it. In the first year, we recruited 119,000 people filling in these lengthy um, questionnaires. And guess what they got? A membership card that they could download for their data. That was it. But that's brilliant. So that's one of my faves. And the next year, year two, when we elected our Minister of Good Times, which was a national search for the Minister of Good Times, we actually had a party on Parliament Hill in the Senate building, an all-party party, had all the MPs there, and one of them presented a private member's bill in Parliament to make St. Patrick's Day a national holiday. So that, for me, is like one of my faves because it's so crazy and out of the box, and I loved it. That is amazing. So Judy, I got, I need to ask back then, even like yeah. I'm talking like when you were just starting off, was the um, winning awards like Cannes and Strategy Awards, like like that world, was it as vibrant as it is today? Like today you can't uh, go to a new month without another marketing award happening, it seems. Well, the first award that that strategic objectives won. And and I will just note, you know, we're talking about, you know, forming the company and what was it like back then. Every PR company was 
Johnson and Burning or Cohen and Brownstein, you know, names of people. And what Deborah and I really wanted to do was create a brand. And that's why we created strategic objectives, because we believed that every communications program really had to start with the the communications of what is your strategy and what are your objectives. And we took that forward to clients and our clients kind of went, whoa, that, that's like really different. I never knew you could look at PR like that. And one of our first clients was Marks & Spencer, where we had to bring the concept of a retailer selling fashion and food in the same store, which was completely bizarre to the Canadian public. Like, why would you have chicken breasts and, you underwear in the same store that does not make sense and we introduced that brand into Canada and really grew it to over a hundred stores here in the country and that was the first award that we ever won for media relations and were presented the award in the UK which was pretty sensational because that's where Marks and Spencer was and it was you know they had bagpipes and a huge gala. I mean, nothing like they do now. Back then it was like big, 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 but there weren't a lot of awards. And our approach to PR really started as much as it was about fun and the Guinness Party of Canada and really kind of creating these memorable campaigns. We also believe that public relations people could make a difference in the world. And we really brought purpose and the concept of being socially responsible to clients. And one of the first clients we did that with was The Body Shop. And we created this campaign in the name of love, Stop Violence Against Women, because, you know, intimate violence and and partner violence was very common and never spoken about. It's still very common now, spoken about a little bit more. But we brought this program forward and raised an issue um, with brand support. And I guess that was really the beginning of the pioneering of activist brands and brands being accepted by the public in having a voice. And that's when we won the United Nations Award for Outstanding Public Relations because really few brands had ever stepped up and made a a difference on issues. And we've done that with human trafficking. We do that on sustainability, on environmental issues. And I feel really blessed that we have clients in our, in our, you know, um, in our group that are willing to take a stand and invest um, communications and activities that are not just greenwashing or, you know, pinkwashing, but actually out there to make a difference and make our country a better place. That's incredible. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. 
serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And for you, now that we're in 2023, soon to be 2024, I think this will be out in 2024 in the future, uh, what are you guys up to now? Why don't we start with you, Judy? What, what excites you these days about the industry? What are some things you're looking for in 2024? I really believe that creativity is fundamental to creating memorable campaigns. And I think that, of course, we integrate more technology. Of course, you know, we are on this vast learning curve of integrating AI and other, you know, advancements in technology into, you know, communications. But fundamentally, what still turns my crank, what I love doing most is coming up with creative ideas that have marketing purpose so that you can you can really develop something that is unique and it is always based on strategy and context and the reason i say context is i think it is so important for the public relations people of today and the future to recognize that they must know what is going on in the world to be able to create campaigns that will touch the hearts and minds of consumers. If you don't understand where people are, it's hard to create messaging or or product values that will appeal to them. No, 100%. Deborah, why don't we start with you on this one here? Uh, maybe tell me about... Um, what um, colleagues mean and networking. Like we have so many associations out there, CPRS, the uh, CMA, AMA, the man, again, same thing like the award show. You can't turn a corner in this industry without bumping into another association. Um, Tell me about the importance of associations and what they mean to you. I think they actually mean a lot. Um, The recognition from our colleagues and peers in the industry particularly competitors, is always um, welcome and um, being able to compete with regard to awards amongst our peers is a good measure and also a good proof point for the clients that they're still getting the goods kind of thing. We've been in business for 40 years now. We're not the new kids on the block anymore, that's for sure. And that was one of the primary appeals for us because we were hot, new, and different. Um, Now we prove but we're still the best each and every day. And I think that's really, really important. So um, with the associations, there's so many different ones. We tend to focus on the public relations ones because those are the ones that interact most um, with what we do. But at the same time, AMA and CMA are really important because it broadens um, into 
um, you know, the greater advertising marketing world. And we all have to work together, particularly now with brands like the IAT, the interagency team, is what functions at most big brands. And learning to play in the sandbox nicely is a great opportunity and can also be a huge challenge, right? Because there's only one budget, so sometimes there's some um, interagency um, discussions, shall we say. And over to you, Judy. What about you? What's been some maybe kind of memories or so highlights? I think that associations are really important for um, networking. Uh, and meeting people and hearing different views. And I would say in recent years, what has become a great priority for all of us, and certainly within our company, because we pride ourselves on being champions of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And through the associations, we really have advanced that voice in a big way. So through the Canadian Public Relations Society, we've had the opportunity to invest in scholarships, you know, to, to support um, marginalized communities within Canada. And, that, and we wouldn't have been able to do that without this support of the association. Through IABC, which is the International Association of Business Communicators, I've participated in many webinars um, talking about the role of diversity, equity, and belonging, and how you create an environment where you belong. And then through that experience, um, here in Canada, we created something called the Canadian Council of Public Relations Firms, which I've been the chair of for the last, I guess, four years now, which is ending at the end of this year. And, and we're kind of transferring the leadership over, which is excellent. But through that, we did create uh, for 19 of Canada's top agencies um, a commitment to anti-racism, diversity, and inclusion. And that was also really important. So through an association, you can really have impact on many. And I think for me, that's why the associations have been, you know, um, important for my own development, but also my ability to have our voice of change heard and picked up by many. So I'm happy about that. It's like the power of many. You bring your voices together, which is yes. pretty, pretty amazing. Yes. And sometimes you just need that fire. You need that initial match. And if you are well-respected in your profession and, and, and you can speak openly, then others will see that, that it's okay to speak up. That is amazing. Um, what is your message? There's there's women who are in the industry now listening to this podcast. There are women who are students right now who listen to our show. A lot of professors uh, share these episodes with their students. Um, there's women who are thinking about going into this industry. What's your encouragement and message to them just to close us off today? And we'll uh, start with you, Deborah. I would say um, public relations is a great career. You can be creative. You can be results-driven. You can make change, you can have tremendous influence, and you can live 
a very interesting life. I say that as an agency person. I'm privileged to work on so many exciting different brands and stories with different missions, objectives, and goals. But at the same time, um, whether you're internal or an agency like I am, there's always people to engage with and stories to tell and um, and reputations to protect. And I think it's a very meaningful profession. I would say to people listening, um, tell your brothers, tell your uncles, tell your fathers. Uh, we'd like some of you in our profession as well. It's a great profession. And uh, it's a wonderful equal opportunity. I mean, color, race, religion, we want and need all types. So it's it's a really good place to be in to grow. It's amazing. And Judy, yeah, thanks. And I would say very simply, I would say be bold, don't be quiet, be courageous because people really are so inspired by people who are courageous and find a mentor. And a mentor does not need to be the same over many, many years. You can have many mentors at the same time, but being able to find someone in the profession that you're interested in, you would be amazed how many very, very established, successful people would welcome the opportunity to welcome someone moving into the profession. So, and I think that that is, is so empowering for someone young in their career. Um, one thing that Judy didn't speak about when she talked about CCPRF was the fact that we actively advocated for the payment of interns because in the bad old days, interns didn't get one red cent and they worked their brains out. And we agreed and 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 brought our colleagues together to say, this is not right. We got 18 agencies to sign um, a pledge to pay our interns, which has kind of turned the industry, which makes PR an even more legit profession, I believe. That is amazing. Be bold. I am so inspired too about, you know, those that are thinking about joining the industry that you can actually make life change and, and social change and political change because of the power of PR and marketing and advertising. True. Yeah. Thank you for that. I believe that. Okay. So, um, your sisters. So I need to ask who would like to go first on this rapid fire round? Who, who, who wants to volunteer or volunteer the other to go first? Judy. <laughs> okay. I knew Perfect. she was going to do that because oh, we're sisters. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Okay. Give me, okay. I would riddle me ask what has been because if someone hires you both and hires your, your firm, what's the, been the biggest kind of superpower of being sisters for brands and clients you work with? Trust. Yeah. Nice. Trust, trust, awesome. trust, trust. You know, as sisters, sure. You know, you're going to argue about things sometimes, but the client always wins because we would always argue about ideas and make them better and better and better. But we always trusted each other. And that is, that's so excellent. Amazing. All right, let's jump right in. Um, and so this is just like your quick initial thoughts. Don't overthink it too much. Just a rapid fire round here. 
And I think we actually covered this one. What was your first ever job? Oh, well, my first ever job, well, was a lifeguard, but my first ever really as a check room girl in the Coast St. Luke swimming pool, I was right. 12 years old. But my first meaningful job was at a producer for Radio Canada International, where I was a Canadian propagandist. Amazing. All right, Deb, we're going with you here. Night owl or early bird? Um, it's funny because I've transformed from a night owl to an early bird, but I'm wondering if I ever sleep at all anymore. <laughs> Perfect. A uh, cat or dog person? Pardon me? A cat or dog person? Oh, uh, uh, I would say goldfish. Okay, perfect. What was the first thing you ever marketed? Um, hmm. um, gee, I don't know. Every sort of anything you could sell at Marks and Spencer. Yeah. So perfect. from biscuits to brassiers, we were in the business. Love it. Uh, dark or milk chocolate? Oh, definitely milk. Nice. Uh, favorite word right now? You know, I haven't even used this word, but I'm intrigued by it. I understand that Riz is the word of the year, and I've been trying to figure out how to use it in an end line, and I can't because I don't think anybody really knows what it means, but it, it's, it's a quandary. Okay. Um, last chair you supported either financially or with your time, and why? I supported what? Uh, charity. charity. Yeah. Oh, what charity? Hmm. Well, um, I actually support the Breast Cancer Society because um, it affects so many women, and it affects many women. I know personally a woman I have known, like my grandmother, so that's yeah. my charity du jour. Nice. But I'm also into um, um, helping um, people without homes. Yeah, amazing. What's a movie that you just love, you could watch over and over again? I guess it would be E.T. Yeah, and favorite song or album on repeat right now? Yeah, um, I could kind of say Taylor Swift's being okay. Yeah, that's great. There for a while. And what if you weren't doing this job? What would you be doing with your life? I think I would be an archaeologist. Very, very cool. Uh, what is a app on your phone you can't live without? Oh uh, well, everybody's gonna hate this, but. I've been on Twitter X yeah. for yeah. like 15 yeah. years That's great. and I'm still there no. and I use it before it was my platform. I used to worry a lot about what I put out there and worked really hard to find content uh, to, to shout out. Uh, now my preoccupation is learning what's there news-wise and capturing the trending topic yeah. and uncovering information I might not otherwise know first. That goes with my news hound mentality. Love it. Uh, favorite children's book? Do I have children? Uh, favorite children's book? Oh, God. I, I, I'm stumped. No, it's all good. Maybe all good. the lonely caterpillar yeah. or good night yeah. moon. <laughs> this great. goes back to when I had 
a little kid to read to kids. I'm, I'm waiting for the opportunity. I have to refresh my children's reading yeah. library. No, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, we're going to jump over to Judy. It's your turn. Judy, we're going to the top here. What was your first ever job? I have to say selling roses. Yes. Uh, night owl or early bird? Night owl. Okay, cat or dog person? Dog. What was the first thing you marketed? I have to say roses. Yeah. It's the first thing I wrote. And, and then I will build on Deborah's um, Marks and Spencer. Yeah. That's awesome. Chicken breasts. Yeah. Come on. From Marks and Spencer, Spencer. which were air chilled. And we said, Marks and Spencer chicken breasts are plumper. It's perfect. Right. Perfect. Right. Right. Um, that's and awesome. they let us do it too. That's great. Um, are you a dark or milk chocolate person? I'd say dark. Dark. Okay. What is your favorite word right now? I have three. Okay. Awesome. 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 <laughs> like it. I like it. Um, what I is say it? it all the time. Well, that's great. We should look back on this recording and see how many times you've said it. It'd be great. Um, what's the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? I'm going to say the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking. It's something that I've been involved in for a long time. I think it is um, one of the shameful things that goes on in the world. It is alive and well and happening in Canada, and it is impacting young women. And that's the tragedy, because when young women are vulnerable, they can be come involved in this before they even know they're involved. Yeah, 100%. Uh, in Vancouver, there's an organization called uh, Ally Global or just ally.org that works on that for, yeah, not just internationally, yeah. but locally. No, it's amazing to bring awareness to that. Yes. Um, what's a movie that you just love you could watch over and over again? Well, it is the holiday season while yes. we're recording this. And yes. I will say love actually because oh, yes. I watch it every single year and it brings tears to my eyes i love it it's awesome uh, what is your favorite song or album on repeat right now just saying the word will put an earworm in my ear so flowers by miley cyrus nice um if you weren't doing this job maybe in another multiverse what would you be doing with your life I might be playing pickleball. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Um, what's an app on your phone you can't live without? WhatsApp. Yes. Okay. WhatsApp connects our entire family all around the world, yeah. and it is the most powerful thing for keeping us all yeah. happy and together. That's awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite children's book that you re recall or remember? Yes. I Love You Forever yeah. by Robert Munch. Great one. Um, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Getting married. Okay. Because I wasn't raised as a concept that marriage, you know, grow up girl and get married. Yeah. So I never had it on my agenda. And then I met my husband and we've been married for 33 years. And I would say it's one of the best things I ever did in my life. Very cool. Uh, what Not are the best? That is cool. Best thing you ever bought for under ten dollars? A pair.
pencil. I love writing in pencil, and I have a really awesome pencil sharpener that goes with it, both under 10. Amazing, amazing. A business or marketing book that you'd recommend? There's a book called Radical Candor, and there's also, it says, Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss, and While Keeping Your Humanity, it's by Kim Mm -hmm. Scott, and I think it's great because it talks about the generosity of feedback. That is awesome. It's very cool. So Um, you're saying awesome now, too. It's it's great. I like that word as well. I'm a fan. (laughs) I'm a fan. Um, Any kind of newsletters or websites or podcasts that you go for inspiration or for resources? Um, Many, many, because I love, you know, as a former radio producer, when podcasts came back, I've been hooked on it. So I have to give a plug to Chatter That Matters. That's a really important podcast by Tony Chapman, which is great. I listen to the New York Times daily every single day, um, and that is really great. There's also um, there's a podcast called No Stupid Questions. It's yep. part of Freakonomic Radio, and it's great because it is totally esoteric con- context, and you learn so much about it. And Making Sense with Sam with Sam Harris. That's also a really good podcast to listen to and learn about the world. It's amazing. There are a few others, but I'll, I'll stop there. And Judy, anything else you want to leave with listeners uh, today that you want uh, them to know? Um, I think that I have lived my life by saying the only limit is your own imagination. So dream big, always think of zigging when others are zagging and don't be afraid to chart your own path because if it is authentic and you believe in it, you will, and you are passionate about it, you will do well and you will be a happy person. That's great advice. And and Deborah, any kind of closing thoughts or remarks you want to share? Well, Debbie, I really want to thank you for this wonderful conversation. It's been inspiring and interesting and given me lots of stuff to think about. One podcast I would recommend or recommend is um, Stuff the British Stole. I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's on. It also has a TV show on CBC Gem, and it's about all the stuff the British looted from all around the world. And they have a wonderful series on the Elgin Marbles right now, which reads, which shows like a detective story. I just think it's important to know about what's going on in all kinds of different stuff. It's amazing. Thank stuff you. British Stole. And, and Deborah, where can people find you online or if they want to get in touch? Or... Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Deb Weinstein, D-E-B Weinstein. And uh, yeah, pretty much there. Nice. And yourself, Judy, where can people find you? Online? They can find me on LinkedIn yep. or they can also send me an email at judylewis at strategicobjectives.com. And I always respond to my emails. Amazing. As long as they're nice emails. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. We're going to put that information in the show notes too for those that are listening, maybe on their drive or on their walk at the moment. Uh, but Judy and Deborah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you as well. I, you gave a shout out to Chatter That Matters, Tony Chapman for the nomination for the Canadian 
Marketing Communication PR Hall of Fame, uh, two amazing inductees, Judy and Deborah, who not only are this year's recipients of the Hall of Fame, but are also uh, receiving a scholarship in their name that will be running every year for women who want to enter the communications marketing PR space. Thank you again, both, for joining us today. Thank you, Darian. Thank you. This was Marketing News Canada. We'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.